Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Luddite. Noun. Derogatory. A person opposed to new technology or ways of working. I used to work at a multi-office law firm doing conveyancing, property law transactions, buying and selling houses, granting leases, the occasional remortgage, etc. So I was not part of the IT team. However, over the years, I had become friends with all of them, a great bunch of people. They were primarily based in another office, and as I was decently good with computers and anything related, they started asking me to help out. I had my own work to do, but would always agree to help them with the things like software deployments, troubleshooting user issues, setting up and moving workstations, etc. when they needed someone on site. I liked those guys, and it was a nice change for my actual work. One of the departments in our building was known as the Luddites, as they all shared an ignorant attitude to all things technical. A weird combination of suspicion, stubbornness, and anger. Here are some of my experiences with them. Story 1 While talking to one of them about one of their cases, which was linked to one of mine, I noticed that they all had their screens set to 1024 by 768 resolution. These were modern 24-inch widescreen displays with a native resolution of something like 1680 by 1050. So not only was everything stretched to literally fit a 4-3 resolution onto a 16 by 10 screen, but the non-native resolution made the image look all blurry and generally awful. Of course, being the Luddites that they were, they all initially refused to let me improve their experience by setting their displays to the native resolution. I pestered away and eventually Luddite 1 grudgingly let me change hers. I assumed that once they saw the improvement on her screen, they'd all want it. I could not have been more wrong. I changed the resolution and the desktop resized, losing its distorted aspect and becoming crystal clear. I demonstrated that our case management software now had enough screen space to render correctly without leaving elements off the edge. But Luddite 1 was not happy. She complained that her icons were too small and she couldn't read the text on the screen. She wanted to put back to how it was. I said, oh, no problem. I can set Windows to scale up the icons and text to whatever size is comfortable while keeping the correct resolution. But by this point, Luddite 1 was panicking and physically covered the mouse and keyboard with her arms, refusing to let me change anything else and make it worse. With the rest of her team egging her on, she demanded that I put it back to the low resolution. Defeated, I did as she asked and she smugly continued working on her janky, distorted screen. Yeah, I knew an old guy like that once when I uh, worked on a carpentry crew. He just refused to really embrace the age of power tools and air nailers. He hand-nailed every piece of trim. He hand-nailed every cabinet into place. And if it required screws, he used a bit and brace. He <laughs> used a speed driver uh, or just sat there and turned it by hand. Guy had forearms like Popeye. Uh, power saws? No thank you. He used a handsaw. And he had quite the selection in his truck. He had, oh my gosh, he must have had a dozen different regular handsaws from, you know, framing handsaws all the way up to really fine, refined trim handsaws. Uh, his miter box of choice was not electric. It was a mechanical miter box and it accepted a couple different types of saws for cutting trim, crown molding, chair rail, things like that. Uh, 
and don't get me wrong, I mean, this guy was great. He was meticulous with the details and stuff, but production at that point, once power tools came along, needed to bump up a little. We needed more production out of people, and he just could not keep up. Gotta love him. I mean, hey, I like the old ways as much as the next guy, but you also got to be able to make a profit, too. So, Story 2. IT had noticed that one of the Luddite's machines was way behind on critical updates. These updates were pushed out network-wide at domain level, so they didn't know why it was failing on this one system. It was an important part of our corporate policy, and something that got reviewed at board meetings, that all workstations and servers be kept fully patched. Law firms are a big target for spear phishing and exploit intrusions, so they took this seriously. IT asked me to investigate, as they had had no joy getting hold of the user. I went over to Luddite 2 and explained that IT needed me to check her system. Immediately suspicious, she first made me promise that I wouldn't delete all her shortcuts, clarifying that last time IT did something to my PC, all my shortcuts disappeared. (laughs) Okay, lady, I promise not to delete your shortcuts. Poking around, I soon noticed that the system was extra laggy, and uptime was around 200 days. What the? I asked Luddite 2 about this. Me. Have you been shutting your PC down when you leave the office? Luddite 2. Of course, I turn the screen off every night. Me, but do you shut down the PC, as in turning the system off? Luddite 2. No, if I turn it off, it might never turn back on. I'm not doing that. Me. Trust me, it'll turn on in the morning just fine. Everyone else's does. Plus, it'll run better than it does when it's been running for half a year. And it's a waste of electricity to leave it on all night. Luddite 2. But I don't know how to shut it down anyway. Me. Well, you can click start, power, shut down, like this. Luddite 2. That's too hard. I'll never remember where that's hidden. Me. That's alright. If you press the power button on the case, that'll send the same command to shut down without having to use the start menu. Here, look. Luddite 2. No! What are you doing? At this point, Luddite 2 put her hand over the power button, blocking my finger from pressing it. It turned out that sometime back in the 90s, someone had told her that using the power button to do a hard shutdown could be bad for PCs and to never do it. True, I explained, but on modern PCs, a single press will only send a shutdown command to the operating system, and the system will shut down gracefully. To get a hard shutdown, you'd have to hold it for 5 seconds. Luddite 2 flat out refused to believe this dark magic, never taking her hand from the front of the case. I called IT back and explained what had happened. They all thought it was hilarious, but by now knew enough about the Luddites to not be too surprised. One of them sent shutdown forward slash R to the machine, and soon I heard Luddite 2 screeching from her desk. Looking over, I saw a blue screen with preparing to install update 1 of 27 on it. Those PCs used a spinning hard disk rather than an SSD, so that many updates took hours. Luddite 2 complained to her line manager about her PC being taken offline for hours during the workday but a director got involved and told her manager that IT had no choice as it was a major breach of security policy to leave her PC so seriously behind on patches. They had forced a restart due to months of her not following procedure and ignoring emails from IT about updates. Yeah, that phrase dark magic really hits home. So many of these people are so afraid that, you know, you're going to mess up their technological mojo somehow if you teach them something new about equipment. And like, You know, the way everything was 20 years ago is still going to be that way today. Incredible. Story number three. 
Each department had its own high-speed laser printer for black and white, and a multifunction copier for color and scanning. One day, Luddite 3 came over to my desk. Our printer stopped printing. I keep sending my letters and they don't come out. Please, can you fix it? We had an external maintenance contract for the printers, but I often got asked by people in the first instance and didn't mind. Why wait a day for an engineer when it's something simple like a paper jam to be cleared or a fresh developer unit to be installed? Me. Sure, is there an error message? Luddite 3. No, nothing. It just won't print. Me. Alright, let's have a look. I went over and there was an error message. Toner out. I replaced the toner cart and cleared the print queue on the server as Luddite 3 had sent the same three documents 50 times. The printer went back into action. I thought this was a little weird as everyone, even these Luddites, had been replacing their own toner without my help for years. The next day, Luddite 3 came over again. Luddite 3. Sorry, our printer's broken again. Me. Okay, give me a minute and I'll be over. The error this time? Replenish A4 paper. Now I was really puzzled. This department went through one or two packs of 200 sheets every day. They must refill the paper drawer all the time. Even so, I put a new pack in and printing resumed. Later, all became clear when a friend of mine filled me in. He had overheard Luddite 3 gloating to Luddite 2 about how she couldn't be bothered to replace toner or paper anymore, but had figured out that if she played dumb, I'd come and do it for her. Luddite 2 was enthusiastic about trying this little scam herself. Now understanding what was going on, I was ready for Luddite 2 when she came over the next day. Luddite 2 Hi, can you help? Both our printers are broken. Could you have a look? Me. Oh dear, that's bad luck. Tell you what, I'll email the support company now and ask for an engineer to attend tomorrow. Luddite 2. What? Can't you just have a look? Me. I would, but we have a support contract in place to service the printers. Don't worry, the engineer will be here tomorrow. Luddite 2 went back to her desk. None of the Luddites refilled the printers, so they had to print to a nearby Teams printer instead, much to their annoyance. The next morning, an engineer came in and refilled the paper drawers, then promptly left. A waste of his time, but at least I never got called over again to refill the paper. That's too funny. They can't be bothered, so they're going to bother you and take advantage of you. Wow, they really thought they had a good thing going there, didn't they? And back to our regularly scheduled stories. First and last day on the job. This happened in the late 80s. I was working in computer sales while finishing my CS degree. I had applied and gotten a tech support position from a prestigious local business systems retailer. My first day on the job, my first assignment, was to wire and install a new computer at a local chapter of the National Nonprofit Organization's office. I gathered the required materials and hopped in my car, arriving at the customer's location about 10 a.m. I got out of my car and was gathering my first load of equipment to take in the building when the local chapter's CEO came out hotter than a wet hen. He immediately went off on me how their printers weren't working and how retailer had sold them a load of crap. He was yelling a near constant stream of obscenities at me and how worthless I and the retailer were. I never even had a chance to say a single word when he all of a sudden grabbed me by my lapels and shook me while yelling that he wasn't going to let me go until it all worked flawlessly. Once he stopped, I informed him I'd be inside in just a moment and he stormed off into the building. I looked across the street at the neighboring service station and the employees gathered outside watching it all go down. I walked over to them and together we called the police. CEO was carted off wearing shiny new bracelets and I returned to the retailer's office where I had a short sit down with my boss and informed him I would not be working for him. I was fortunate 
in that my previous employer was all too happy to take me back and I stayed with them until I finished school. Yeah, I mean, I know you were young and still in school and stuff, but I'd be damned if somebody's going to put their hands on me. That's just never a good idea in any way, shape, or form. I don't know how people can do that, putting their hands on people. I mean, what do they think's going to happen? You're either going to get punched in the mouth or arrested or both. That's just crazy. And down in the comments for this one, I was once held at a Hooters because of a crazy, stupid manager. I worked for a local computer service company. When things got slow, the owner would take on any offer that came across fax or email. So I'd be doing things like installing barcode scanners in a Petco or swapping out a receipt printer at a Chili's. I gotta tell you guys, everyone in this town has lost their minds. It's a Friday evening. There are car alarms going... I live in a small residential suburban neighborhood. There are car alarms going off, trucks screeching by, dogs barking. Holy cow. Losing my mind. Oh, and the people in my own house that don't know how to shut up. Alright, back to the story. Side note, I once traveled to a nearby town to replace the logic board on a receipt printer at a Chili's. I got there with the new board and disassembled the printer. They had sent me a board with a mail connector, and the printer had a mail connector. There were individual wires going to each pin. The Chili's tech support actually asked if I had a soldering iron, and if so, could I solder the wires to the pins. I lied and said I didn't have the soldering iron. They sent a new board. Similar issue, my boss handed me a box with a main board in it one day and asked me to deliver to Hooters and install. Cool. I drove there, went inside, and introduced myself. They were happy to see me and directed me to the down micros terminal. I popped it open and they had sent a board for an entirely different terminal. I tried explaining to the manager that this part wouldn't fit his register. He went off. So unknown to me, this was the fourth time that Hooters IT had sent the wrong part and other guys from my company had shown up to try to fix the problem only to discover that they had the wrong part. The manager's yelling at me. I asked to get on the phone with their tech support. So I get ushered to the office and put on the phone with whoever does IT for Hooters. I explained my predicament to him. He laughed and told me that I should just tell the manager that they sent the wrong part and that they'd ship the correct one. Manager had been told this a few times already. He yelled, you're going to fix this. He had to go somewhere to get more. <laughs> That's funny. Hold on. He had to go somewhere to get more cocaine. <laughs> uh, and told the bouncers, maybe not actual bouncers, but big meathead guys that I wasn't allowed to leave until the register was fixed. They stood around me for about 20 minutes after the manager left. Then one guy had to go bust tables, and a few minutes later, the other started flirting with a waitress. I took advantage and walked my ass out of there. The waitresses were all really sweet to me. When walking out, one of them asked, Is it fixed? Sprinting to the door, I replied, Nope! <laughs> she said, It's a piece of crap anyway! When I got back to the shop, my boss asked me how it went, and I gave him the synopsis and explained that I'd never be going back. Oh my god, that's too funny. It's funny and sad. What is this, like some criminal organization? You know, you're going to have the bouncers hold him there while he fixes it and makes it right with the wrong part? Who the heck do people think they are? You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.